Hey, everybody. Your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. And we've got tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today. So let's get started. Today is episode 237, Listener Questions, and we're going to answer them. The show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 237. I love these episodes. They're, Me too. Yeah, they've become one of my favorite too. Well, and you just never know what you're going to get. It's like the box of chocolates, right? You just don't know. It is. And I love... I love to know that people were, were going to be helping people solve their decorating issues. And I think that if they're sending these questions in, there must be others like them doing the same. Yes. Right? Good point. And we get so <laughs> many. So, you know, have patience with us. A lot of them we can answer and we can answer them straight away. I'll answer them in a reply email or one of the other gals will. But sometimes we want to save them, you know, for one of these episodes. So we're going to be uh, going back in time a little bit, a month or so, and answering some questions that have come to us. And if your question doesn't get answered today, please know it is in the queue because we have a few more of these episodes on the schedule. Uh, And if you haven't sent a question yet, please get one in and we will put it on the queue. Okay. So today we're going to kick it off we, um, you know, we just generally sort of toss these out. Sometimes they're particularized to one of us because of our style or a person that reads our blogs more, you know, more exclusively and they want to ask one certain of us. But today we're, we've got just a whole bunch of questions that everybody can uh, toss in and answer to. And we're going to start off with Gail G. Gail asked a question that I think a lot of people have and people are plagued with. How do you handle the ugly things? Oh, Gail, we all have them, right? Like the cords, she says, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. files and the wires and things like that. Like, you know, any functioning home in 2018 is going to have this stuff. So what do you guys do with it? Well, I think it depends. Sometimes a cord, like if you have, um, let's say, the buffet in my entry hall, Hey, listen, it has, I have a lamp. There's a little cord that goes behind it. No problem. I just let that go. That looks natural. But I have a set of uh, sort of industrial shelves in my, my living room and I have a little light in it and I don't want that cord going all the way down, all the way down the open shelves to the switch. So here's what I do. I take a little, they've got these little um, Velcro-y, sticky things you can uh, put onto either um, like a a leg of something or the side of something. And I put my, um, I run my cords like across the, the bottom of a shelf and down the one leg. And that oh, tends to Oh, so you disguise work. it against something. I just, yeah. I, it oh, she hides it, it and, behind and, the leg. Yes. And push yeah. comes to mm-hmm. shove. A little bit of masking tape works. And oh, I've I been bet. known to do that. <laughs> I bet you could even paint the masking tape too. I paint oh, color. Well, I haven't gone that far. But just so that it's, it's hidden. And that's a really good thing to do. And they also for like cords... Ugh, you know, the cords that you have, like with your computers and um, we, because we're bloggers, tend to have a lot of equipment and podcasters that go along with it. So we're always 
fighting cords. They have these little cord organizers that you can get. They look like tubes that, that they're cut and you can just put your down uh, on the one side, but they're, um, uh, they're round. And so you can literally put I've all used those cords before. into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're slit on one side, but they kind of close up around yeah. them. Right, right. All I can yeah. think of is, you know, those um, when you get something in a ringed in a in a plastic ring binder that they have those little those little round. They're like plastic. If you have them, uh, like if you get if you have or in a business and you go to a business meeting, they give you this these like like a, a proposal or something in these little binders, mm-hmm. and that's what it reminds me of. But it's solid because they they actually close around themselves, but you can sort of open them back up and throw the cords in. And it's a really neat look. When I've had photographers come for magazines, they just uh, unplug everything and then wind up the cords and then they duct tape them uh, out of, out of view. And to be honest with you, if it's a (laughs) lamp that I don't really use, I just leave it like that because I'm constantly oh, you're photographing. You're a devil dog. Okay. Well, because I'm okay, constantly can... photographing my house. Yeah, so, I right. mean, it's if I'm using the lamp, obviously, I duh, it has to be plugged right. in. But For if normal it people who turn their lamps on. Right, yes. right, right. But there's, let's face it, some lamps you just probably don't even turn on. So you could do that or what she said behind the leg. But if you don't want to go get the special, you know, whatever she was saying, just the duct tape behind the leg. And that is the best way to do it is just to go along the back of a table mm-hmm. and then down the leg, down, down the, the leg. back with the duct tape. Mm-hmm. And that'll uh-huh. keep it out of view. Here's the other thing. People, um, if you have an outlet uh, that that uh, is partially covered by drapes, and then you have a lamp and a table in front of it. You don't want to mess up your drapes. You don't want the cord to show, or it has to go around to the other side of it. So I sometimes run an extension, a, a white extension cord, because I usually have white drapes. I run an extension cord, so all you see is the one cord to the ground, and then I tape it on the ground underneath the um, drapes. Are you following me to yes. the outlet? Right. Got so you, you do see a little bit of a cord, mm-hmm. but it's not like crazy going in front of your drapes and, you know, around underside. Well, I wanted to tell Gail that yes. you probably see a lot of blogger pictures where there's no cords. And here's a little secret. Insider tip. Well, it's not really a tip for her, but it's just a no. secret. <laughs> a lot of times we Photoshop them out. So they're Absolutely. there. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. but I do Photoshop mine out if I have time. Uh, but in real life, you know, a lot of times, sometimes there's just nothing you can do. It's just going to show. Uh, right. But but anyway, well, so yeah. so don't feel bad if you don't, yes. if you see a room and it's all, they're all hidden and you're like, how did they do that? Well, that's how we did it. It's not really well, hidden I, in real I life. I have a confession. Uh, so I have these beautiful um, little candlestick lamps with, with um, pretty burlap shades on my mantle. And I actually do have an outlet on my mantle and it comes in really handy. But even those little cords show, even though I have them tucked way to the back. So I just decided how badly can do I really want to use this lamp? And we don't use them that often. Once in a blue moon, I cut the cords. Oh, goodness. Totally well, okay, off. Well, but I think Gail's question really is like reality. So let's I know, just a little I know, but I'm just reality. saying. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so Gail, if you have cords to go to your phone and your all your other kinds of devices, get a charging station. They're really inexpensive. Oh, good. We got good a 
four or five of them for the house. Um, my husband found them on Amazon. I think they were like 20 bucks each. I'll try to find the link from him and include it in the show notes. Super easy. I have my AirPods, I have my phone, and I have an Apple Watch, and I can charge them all on one thing so I don't have all separate plugs. And then uh, if you've got a desktop and you don't want to see the wires going across the desktop to the various outlets and off the side of your desk, you can have those a hole drilled or drill it yourself with the right equipment, and then you you get one of those little plastic inserts. So it really makes it like nice and neat and tidy. And then all the cords can just slide through that hole and then go underneath to where there probably is an outlet underneath your desk. Mm -hmm. And then be bungeed together, be put in one of these little Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Gail, we hope you answered your question. Um, Patricia, Patricia wants to know about organizing her bedroom dresser drawers. Do we use dividers? Do we use boxes? And Patricia wants to know, you know, and the panties, what do you do with it all? You know, where do you put all of that stuff? Oh, well, I would like to start on this one. Well, because I've really made an effort in the last few years to neaten up my life. So every little panty I fold up into like a little package now and I have them stacked. I don't use the dividers, but I think that would be a great idea. The thing about the dividers is then you're stuck with the set size for every particular item. But I do have particular sections of the drawers where certain things go. But the other thing that I've just found that we're now have in our bespoke decor.store are these bags that you use for your sheets. So, you know, your sheet, sheet sets, how they can kind of make a mess in your in your closet or in the drawers. I now have my entire sheet set in one drawstring bag. And so I can look to see what's on top of the bag to know, okay, that's my blue set of sheets. Those are the pink ones. These are the white ones. And it's just so neatly organized. So you can use drawstring bags. Like I said, we've got them, but you can probably get them somewhere else. Oh, if yeah, you, you wanted could use to do those that. bags for bras and panties too, mm-hmm. even if you don't mm-hmm. want to use them for the sheet set. Because I right. am, I'm really, I'm going to feel bad about myself a little bit tomorrow morning when I go and, you know, get my undies out because mine are in just a jumble. And now I know yours are nicely folded. <laughs> and, you know, so I'm going to feel a little, a little well, bad I was about a, myself. I was a jumble person until I'm going to think years about ago. it as a goal and not think about it as a negative thing. My mother is the only other person in the, uh-huh. in the universe that I know that does that. She takes her bras and like well, all the straps go yep, right I do too. The yep. I started to lines them up. Oh yep. my Lord. You who, who are like the neatest person on the planet, Kelly. That's, that is. You're a silly willy because silly nilly because you are so neat about everything. No, I am, but my thing. underwear drawer does not does not evidence. Well, everybody that deserves all. one thing. Everybody. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But even like, yeah, I mean, Kevin's drawer. It's the same way. Everything is very neatly folded mm-hmm. and placed in the drawer because. Um, yeah, I just thought, you know, why not? I mean, it's so much easier for me to find things now. So no, and it just kind of makes me happier. I'm like, I just, yeah. it's like I pull out like a little packet. Like, no, oh. right, right. Well, you're ever looking for the black strapless bra when you have 10 minutes to be at the place uh-huh. you're supposed to be at. Right. Yeah, that's, so I'm going to probably have to ch- adopt your folding. <laughs> Let me just chime in here. I think there's a lot of um, interesting things you can buy, like at the container store, little shops. Um, but the best thing I've done, I recently got a new dresser in my master bedroom and cleaned it all out. First of all, clean everything all out, take out everything you don't need and, you know, give away, throw away, put away. And I roll everything now, like I'm going to pack, like, you know, how people mm. roll things when they pack. I roll 
all of my pajamas that way. I, and they're, they're sitting just and there's, it makes my life so much easier because it looks so neat in the drawer and they don't move around and I can see them and I can like lift up a few and grab out when I need and just plunk it, the little rolls back down. And I roll everything like my long, I love my uniform is usually a white long sleeve t-shirt and I, I roll all those and then they don't get as wrinkled if you know how to roll them correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good true. tips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Martha was a big roller or is a big roller. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I first read that like many, many years ago uh, in one of her magazines. Okay. So we have a question now from Sarah Campbell. Sarah, um, she has called herself our email bombarder, but we love oh, it. So keep, yes, keep them coming. Do. And I'm trying to keep up with everyone. So Sarah, I hope you haven't, or if you have taken action in your laundry room before I got to uh, record this episode and give you an answer. Um, you know, if I'm saying something that you didn't do, I'm sure whatever you did is fabulous. So anyway, Sarah has a question. She sent some photos. And since you guys don't have the photos, I'm just going to explain to you what they look like. Right. So we're talking about um, Sarah's laundry room. And she had some Formica uh, countertop. And she has a washer and dryer. And then she had, um, you know, so the Formica on a horizontal, then also a little bit on a vertical dropping down to where the sink is, and then a piece of exposed wood, like a nice piece of wood, but finishing it off along the side of her washer and dryer. Can you all mm-hmm. picture that? I can. Okay. So her question is, she didn't like the seams in the Formica. And so mm. she was asking us whether or not she should paint those seams or do something in there. And then she wanted to know about that piece of exposed wood, which is you know kind of, it stained a color similar to her cabinets, but slightly lighter. But it is butting up right against the light-colored Formica and the white uh, dryer. So here's my thoughts, Sarah, and then the other ladies can say what they think. I think, and the room was not finished, it's not decorated, still had some uh, you know, some things to be done to it. Mm-hmm. I think once it's all done, you are not going to notice those formica seams as much as you are now. I have found in all the renovations that I've done, sometimes there's this little thing that really bugs me as it's progressing along. And when the whole thing is done and I've got it decorated the way I want, I don't notice that one thing so much anymore. And and in a situation like this, painting a seam in Formica, I think you're going to be opening a can of worms you don't want to open. Because no matter what paint you use, there's going to be water involved. It's a laundry room. There's going to be dinging. There's going to be things where that paint might chip off, or you might not be able to get the exact color match, and you may end up making it more noticeable than it is now. Hey, Formica has seams, you know. Granite has seams, marble has seams, you know, we do our best to conceal them, but I think sometimes putting more on is not the best choice. So I would say just leave them as they are until everything's completely finished. You could always go back and if you don't agree with me, uh, you know, fill it in either maybe with some um, neutral colored silicone, something that would be able to take the water. I wouldn't necessarily do paint. And then as far as that piece of wood uh, running vertically down to the floor along the side of your dryer, I would paint that uh, as close a color as you could get to the formica. So it just it blends almost seamlessly. That I would paint because that is a wood surface and it will take the paint better. Um, is she planning to replace the formica later or is this going no, to be No, this permanent? is new formica. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So it's going to be... Oh, okay. Because I was going to say if it was old, I would probably paint the whole thing. But if it's new, then uh, she won't want to do that. Okay. Right. So never mind. 
So those are my thoughts. And as far as decorating it, oh, it's such going to be such a pretty space and you have such pretty blue on the walls. It's this really lovely, lovely blue, kind of like a Williamsburg-y blue. And I would just, you know, and she wants to have a, have a little Frenchy feel. So I would maybe do some of those um, glass canisters like Yvonne has talked about and maybe put some of those teacups uh, measuring cups in there, something like that, because you have a nice expanse there and that would brighten it up and do something a little higher because you have that one cabinet. So I don't want to go too far into, uh, you know, what it looks like since everybody's not seeing it. But I think in those general terms, my opinion would be don't paint the seams of your Farmica. Let it roll until you get it all done and see if it really bothers you still at that point. And do put a a coat of paint on that piece of wood and try to match it as best you can to the Farmica. And I wanted to add what to what Kelly was saying, once you have something that's going to draw your eye, you're not going to be focused on that. And you're probably noticing that a lot more than somebody else walking in the room, but Mm -hmm. maybe no one else is going to walk in if it's your laundry room. But once you decorate the space or put something that is really a pop of wow or some sort of decor on the wall or something, your eye is going to be drawn to that instead of the, the scene. I so agree. It is. And depending on what she does on that surface, she can also run a beautiful, maybe tall table runner over it because she likes, Mm -hmm. um, she likes, uh, it to be French inspired. So that would be another idea. But, you know, sort of my question to you is how did, why are there seams in it, in the Formica? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, there's seams, there's seam at the edge. It's the, the, it's a flat expanse on the horizontal and then it drops down to the sink. So they had to put in another piece there. So there's a seam on the side. It's really not that many seams. I mean, there's Formica has edges anyway. So are we just talking about the little edges or one of those? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There is one seam and then there's really just the edges and then where it meets the the little bit of the edges I think are fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you you can't paint all the edges. Part of life. Part of life. That's right. Let it roll, baby. We're good with your seams. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Jackie W. wants to know a couple of questions about tabletop. Um, a, where do we find the silverware that we've been showing? And, um, you know, can you find colorful silverware? So I'm I'm not 100% sure whether Jackie's talking about, you know, the golds and the rose golds and things like that. She may oh, be also I bet referring she to ones with the bottom that are handles, colored. The, the handles. French, yeah, the French ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the well, French then you ones. best handle this, darling. I think she's talking about those and those I order online. Um, and actually I have a French, uh, well, there's a wholesaler that imports their French owners and they import from France around the corner from me. So to be honest with you, I just drive over there and get <laughs> what I just need, but, the but you, but you can order online. I know Wayfair, Birch Lane, they have some of the silverware and I'm going to mispronounce it, but it starts with an L and it's got a B on the handle and they come in all these beautiful colors. I'm sure that's what mm-hmm. she's talking about. Well, let me just, let ones. me just take it from any of the listeners who don't want the French, which is just so beautiful, but where I get a lot of my um, silver flatware is vintage shops and uh, flea markets. If you want the color with the, the colored handles, uh, Wayfair, Target, um, like check in any of your, you know, big stores that like, uh, I don't, uh, I can't think like Target comes to mind. That's the, the biggest one I can think of. Pier one, all of those probably carry colorful handle and, and really it's a seasonal thing. I think you'll find that more in the summer than you will anytime at all, unless you go to a, a um, a website like Wayfair or Overstocks or something like that. If they want the antique silver 
Silverware, I get that at eBay, but I know I can, you can also get it at thrift stores. Sometimes I find it there. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, but obviously a secondhand place because yes. it's, you can't get new. It's almost impossible to find new silver plate. And don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Okay, and then the question also is about placemats with a tablecloth. Is that frowned upon or is that a a, uh, a yes? I say, why make yourself that much work? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's maybe a little overkill at this point. So just do one or the other. That's my opinion. And if uh, you don't like the idea of having a bare center, do a table runner or something small in the center um, and then using placemats around. Well, I would say traditionally it has been frowned upon, but it's such an anything goes environment these days that I'm not going to say don't do it because I think it's just a more free experience now. I don't know. I just people kind of do their own thing and I hate to limit creativity and say no. So, and I think we did when we did that Texas flip and move house, Kelly, I think we did put placemats on top of a tablecloth because we just said well we needed to cover the table (laughs) (laughs) well just just pick one or the other it's just a lot of work especially if you have to iron a tablecloth and then um and some actually some placemats needs to be ironed need to be ironed as well the only time that i think that i would probably use a placemat and um place uh, a tablecloth is probably using a white tablecloth and I have these beautiful rattan placemats, but they can look a little, they can actually look formal if you put them on a white tablecloth. So I think that'd be the only time I'd use the two together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree with uh, Anita. Um, the sky's the limit. You can do what you want, but don't make yourself that much work. Okay. Amy, Mc- Amy M, Amy Mack wants to know mm-hmm. if you're painting your walls white do you make the trim the same white? Well, on that one, my feeling is it depends on your room. If you have beautiful woodwork that you want to highlight, I think you definitely want to call attention to it, which means making it a little different color paint. So I would in that particular case. If uh, I know one of the houses we lived in was built in the 60s, our first house, and the wood work was really not something I cared to draw attention to. In that case, I wanted it to go away. So I just painted it the same color as the wall. And that's something, obviously it's going to look a little different because usually it's a little, we go a little glossier on the woodwork than the wall. But again, I mean, it just depends in my mind whether you want to highlight it or not. I also think if you have stained, if you have stained woodwork, keep it stained if it's something you love. But I'm just going to do a little bit uh, different than than Anita. If you have, I think if you have white walls, and we have a lot of beautiful millwork in our house, we have the exact same color. We just have it um, in a in like you said, a little more glossy. We have something in you know that's a low gloss, but still is a gloss uh, like a satin or and actually in a few places we have high gloss. But um, I like that look. I think it's a very rich look. Um, so I would go white with white. Yeah, I'm. I would stick with the same white, and that's what I've done here. Um, as many of you know, almost my entire house is simply white. Benjamin Moore, and I just mm-hmm. changed <laughs> the um, finish. So I have a velvet 
or on the wall so you can wipe it a little bit. I didn't do completely flat. And then I have the semi-gloss, which is, or their highest gloss possible because it's not an oil, but I wanted the shine. And that really makes the woodwork, and I have a lot of it in this house, pop for me. And I also, the house has a lot of light, so that may also be adding to it because the the sheen on the trim finish really pops in the light. Um, so it may also depend on whether your house is darker, uh, whether you want to change it up. But I think you run into the problem, particularly if you're going to stick with the whites. Like Anita was saying, if you did maybe a totally different color or like, you know, not a white, uh, still a neutral, but maybe not a white. If you're doing two whites, one of them may end up looking dingy next to the other mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. That's, That's true. true. So dingy my, is bad. Thanks. Well, my mom has white walls and mm-hmm. she has a very, very soft tan mm-hmm. um, woodwork. And it's really beautiful. Now, I, I don't mm-hmm. think I'd want to live with it because that's just another color I've got to deal with. But it, it it is a that's a beautiful combination. So if you want to pick a lighter neutral, I think you could do that. But maybe you'd have to pick something that you're going to work with that color through the rest of your house as well, or something that complements it. Because if you um if you want to use gray and you go with that like tan color, and one's cool and one's warm, certainly that's not going to work. Well, I think what Kelly was saying was absolutely the thing, the biggest takeaway, I think, from this discussion, and that is make sure that if you're using two different whites, one does not, one doesn't have a lot more yellow in it than the other one, because that one will end up looking yellow and dingy. Yeah. Got to be careful with the dinge. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can test, (laughs) but one way to make sure they're not, one isn't making the other one look uh, less than is just to Mm -hmm. use the same one. Okay. So we have now a question from uh, Connie F., one of our very loyal and longtime listeners. So Connie has a beautiful home, but she was listening to one of the episodes and and she looked around and realized, I have so much orange toned wood in my house. And as she is thinking about changing that out, um, she and her husband are in, let's just say, negotiations about when the kitchen cabinets may or may not be painted. I think Connie might win that out. (laughs) And she also has uh, some orange toned floors in her home. Um, And she would like to at least take steps towards toning that down with the woodwork. Um, So before we get to the answer for that one, I'm going to be asking the ladies to think about whether or not Connie can put some sort of wash on her orange toned woodwork to tone it down. Does anybody have an answer? I, it's kind of a stumper. Like how do you put a wash on the stain? Hey, can I start off with this one? Because I do think I might have the answer for her. I've started a new business that works very well with Stone Gable and our podcast. And I'm a, um, a maker at a maker studio and it's about selling different, um, kinds of paint, paint, paint techniques. We have something called gel stain. This is revolutionary. And you can take like a, let's say if you have a golden oak cabinet that you no longer like golden oak, and let's say you're not big into painting it a color. There is a gel stain that you can actually, you paint, you clean off your cabinetry and with a, a special cleaner, you don't have to strip it. You don't have to do anything. You can paint on this gel stain and, and then literally take it off with a brush and it becomes walnut, a 
gorgeous walnut. That's my favorite. Stop it. Oh my yes. gosh. Oh, it's it's this is why this this is the main reason that I became a quote unquote maker at a maker studio because I think this this is such an answer for people who don't like to paint their things maybe white or another color, but like the look of a stain. And it is permanent and it stays and it works and it's beautiful. There's all kinds of other finishes. There's um everything from a light pine to a black. Now, depending on what you put it on, will actually change that color. And also I have a product called um um rescue uh um refine and rescue rescue and refine and um it also can be watered down it's a chalk based paint but it really is a beautiful paint and it can be watered down to become a wonderful glaze or a wonderful sort of top coat on something as far as the floor goes I don't. Ha- I don't know that you could really. Yeah, she wasn't I don't talking know about if the you floor. Could use gel so we stain. Were, yeah, we were talking. But about- I know that mm-hmm. she has also said something about her cabinets as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so floor. I have very. Um, my floors are chestnut, and they show sort of red uh, on my blog. So I don't like that. There's nothing I can do with it. We're not going to repaint them, and we're not going to replace it. So I use sisal rugs. And then I put down other rugs on top of it, like large sisal rugs, tones down the color wonderfully. Now it's sort of like a hiding trick, like you hide it because um, I try to get rid of most of the red, but I want to leave some there and it doesn't look so bad. The sisal rug makes such a difference. Good. Yeah, I think that's a great idea to just get the big rugs for your floors if they're... uh, stain that you really don't like but my number my number one tip is paint it white paint them white <laughs> somebody uh, yeah. paint your floors white and send me a picture like so yours. I, can I don't think her live vicariously through you yes mm-hmm. yes yes okay yeah. good one and we'll, and we'll put those products in the show notes for you yeah yeah that's a great one okay and then we have another one um shana p she has toddlers yummy um and they have bunk beds and so she had some questions how to configure the nightstand and the lights on the nightstand because you know somebody's up and somebody's down and how do you make that work to do any of you have an idea well how that i've seen these i've seen online some gorgeous brass clip-on lamps that you can clip onto a headboard so why couldn't you clip them onto that top bunk and the bottom bunk why I think that's just it? yeah. I think that's just the simplest mm-hmm. thing to do, and then you don't have to drill holes in the wall. Mount the. I mean, you can certainly do a wall mount as well, but if it's a bunk bed that maybe is not going to be used, maybe you're you know going to be taking it out when they get older or moving, and you don't want to deal with the expense of having everything mounted on the wall. Yeah, I think I would just go with those clip-on lamps. I think that's an excellent idea, Anita. And here's another thing you can also do if you don't want to deal with even the cords and the plugs of those clip-ons, I would say, um, and of course, this is a little more costly, I would I would hang really cool um, pendant lights from the ceiling. You know, I don't, you know I me, mean? I'm not a big ceiling light. Um, but the, but the, uh, there's that bottom bunk, I think she was trying to do. And there's a, yeah, but you a can toddler. Always, <laughs> yeah, but you can yeah. hang. So I think she was looking hang, for individual lights. But you can hang them 
individually. There's all kinds of things like you, that you can get like a stripping at the top that hangs different lights at different heights down. And that could be really cool, especially if you had some very cool like little drum shades on them. So just be creative and look out there because they do have things like that. Okay, here's just something I wanted to share. This was so fun. It made me smile. And we got all these great, beautiful pictures too. So this is from uh, Kathleen in Chicago. So hey, Kathleen, if you hope you're listening and you hear us. So Kathleen says, this is better than any dating service, exclamation point. For years, <laughs> I needed to find someone who was like me, exclamation point. I mean, I couldn't tell anyone how I would spend countless hours decorating and redecorating, exclamation point. Then I found you, three exclamation points. I think I might be, quote unquote, normal, question mark, exclamation point. Oh. Kathleen, you are more than normal. And, you know, hey, if decorating and redecorating is wrong, I don't want to be right, babe. So we're good. So welcome. Um, so glad you found us. And uh, yeah, we're uh, decorating, uh, what, match.com for decorating or something like that. Yeah. Um, we're a, for we're decorating buddies. Yes. Yeah, that's right. We're a sisterhood. So, and thank you for the beautiful pictures of um, your home and your vignettes. We really enjoyed them. That was awesome. Uh, we have another question, which this might plague a lot of people, or gosh, we might have a situation like Connie had when she listened to the episode and then she started looking around going, yikes, I have a lot of orange wood. Now people might say, yikes, I have mismatched um, switch plates. That's hard to say. Mismatched switch plates. Mm, <laughs> so oh, wow, if you can wow. say mismatched switch plates, maybe That's you don't good, have any. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, that was hard. So what do you guys think? So A, is plastic acceptable? And if it is or it isn't, uh, whatever you choose, should it all match throughout the house? I have very strong opinions about this. So why I don't you begin? Well, why don't you go first? No, Kelly, you go first. Okay. It'll be hard to hold those opinions in it will be hard. if it they're will be strong. Hard. So go ahead. Um, I really, my strongest opinion is yes, they must all match. And they need to, they definitely need to match. And I'm okay with the plastic, you know, especially when you can go to your local hardware store and get them for like 49 cents, as opposed to some of the ones I was picking out and on rejuvenation and other lovely hardware mm -hmm. uh, purveyors where, you know, there was like, $40 for a switch plate. And then I had to dial myself back. <laughs> I think plastic is fine, particularly if you have white walls. I have the benefit of having white walls here. So the white plastic switch plates really don't bother me at all. Versus well, what? There could yes. be yeah, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of there's metal. There's mm -hmm. ones that have designs. I, there's I no not, such thing as a decorative switch plate cover. You know yes. what I mean? Well, there yeah. are. No, no, no. But they, they're are such things, but they should not be allowed. That's what I'm saying. So in other words, you don't <laughs> it's not think, really you decorative. Don't, you don't, put your... don't waste your money on a decorative switch plate cover because it's a switch plate cover. It's you don't want your eye drawn to it. Exactly. Well, here's here's what I would say. I would say if it's not the same white, just paint them the same color as your wall color. Put a sealant over it. But you know the little toggles that you switch on and off. Oh, oh yes, please let them be white inside that. Our builder put all tan ones. <gasps> I know. Oh, no. So when we put a tan, you cannot put a, a white wall um, switch plate over a tan toggle. No. It just looks awful. Oh, a tan so, toggle. <laughs> so it makes it make it makes a lot of work. And I disagree with you, girls. I think if somebody loves like 
um, or rubbed bronze and you have that in your house. And it's not like you've got 15,000 uh, plugs, uh, um, outlets and switch plates. If you just have a couple, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that looks bad actually. No. Um, well, I didn't get to finish my strong opinion. Oh, so sorry, honey. Well, Go it right wasn't ahead. you. It was the other lady. But anyway, oh! um, <laughs> I think that the, that a, uh, be quick. The plastic is fine if it's white. Uh, and you have white walls or you or you would just, you know, even on a colored wall, if they're all white, I think Paint that's them. fine. They're Paint inexpensive. Them. Okay. And then see, they just want to cut me off. But, and I also <laughs> think that you could do a nice oil rub bronze or, a you know, a goldish a antique gold or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you really like that, but they all my caveat my strong opinion is really in that they all have to match. You need to pick a yes. path and stick mm-hmm. on it. Yep. Okay. And yep, yep. I totally I agree. agree with the insides. Now, what happened here is we had a lot of those old plugs, you know, that don't even have the three <gasps> things. Yes. And yes. they'd be like all black and had like some paint on them from, you know, 45 years ago. And so I had, and it doesn't cost that much when somebody's doing your electrical work, just have them change them out. It's probably safer too and put in the white ones. So it, it all matches. So, but okay. if you're doing this oil rub bronze or whatnot, you're probably not going to want white plugs in there. You're going to want like a black one or a dark brown one. So you have to think there's a lot that goes into those things. Then there's Lay- there's other thing layers. that I thought about doing here, which is really only for a historic home, is they have the ones where they're the push buttons. And there is a company that makes those and they operate just like regular lights, but they're super cool looking. But oh, again, yeah. really expensive. Do you want to put your money in that where, you know, really only you know, people like Kathleen and us are going to notice, you know, so (laughs) I think that, you know, you probably, your money is better spent someplace else, like the electric bill or something like that, rather than the switch. Yeah. And I I would say too, our older house had all of the cream or tan or whatever you want to call that Mm -hmm. switches throughout the house. And at one point, this was an older house that we had. uh, I you know, went from painting everything the off-white to kind of more the white trim. This was years ago. And so I went through and changed every single one in the house, which took a while. Uh, But I did it and uh, it just looks so much better. But yeah, so I- It does look better. I agree with, with Kelly. I mean, make sure it's the same throughout your house. And I wouldn't spend a lot of extra money on something decorative because this is not, you don't want it to, my opinion is you do not want a high contrast here because your eye's going to be drawn to anything contrasty and a switch plug is not where I want people staring in my house. (laughs) You're right. So I do recommend white. It kind of goes away. I've worked with builders on multi-million dollar homes over and over again. And the reality is they all have those white plastic lights over their switches in every single one of those multi-million dollar homes. So, you know, if they can live with it, you know, I mean, I think we can too. (laughs) Well, on that note, you guys, it's 39 minutes and 45 seconds into our listeners' questions. And I know we could go on all day, but we should probably close our question book right now. What do you think? I think so. I think so. And it's been so fun. So excited to get to chat with you about all the questions that came in. Please keep sending in your questions. We love hearing from you. We want to we want, we want, we want to tell you what we think. <laughs> we love, uh, you know, helping. I just really want to anybody. tell you what I think. <laughs> I really want to just tell you what I think. No, really, seriously, we seriously love helping you with any of your decorating dilemmas. Please let us know. Please email us. 
and we'll get you on a future episode. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody, we want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. Or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. When you subscribe, DTT comes free right to you three days a week. So until next time.